Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey through boutique land. This episode is all about what to do when. What to do when things come up. Um, these are things that I've like heard a lot from the community on like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Whether it's in one of my groups or just in the fashion truck tribe. Now, I want to tell you, one of the things that I've recently committed to because you know, I've been evolving my business. Soon you'll start to see us roll out more and more branding around kind of my rebrand to Boutique Training Academy. If you haven't heard about that, I announced it back in December, January timeframe. But we it's been in the works since last September, getting everything rebranded, starting to move towards that. Uh, we will have started I think very soon, a new Instagram called Boutique Training Academy, you know, all the things, right? Because here's the deal is that I want to be really clear about what I do. And when I started as stylish and successful, I was a business coach for creative entrepreneurs. That's what I was doing. It was about eight months later that I decided, you know what? Everyone I'm working with has a fashion boutique, except for my one health coach who was a friend uh, before and a styling client before who came to me and wanted to start a health coaching business. And so I've evolved, right? As you evolve in your business, you have to make decisions that might seem a little bit scary or a little bit like, is this going to confuse people? My intention with the rebrand to Boutique Training Academy is that it's very clear what I do. I train boutiques in this setting of a a school-like setting, okay? And with that rebrand, just a lot's going on. This podcast, we won't won't change the name of this podcast, of course. Uh, It fits in. It has the the word boutique in it. But, you know, as I grow, as I go, what I found is that a lot of people, you know, as I grow my business, it's, it's really been exploding the past year, really. It's, I double every year growth wise. A lot of people are saying to me, you know, I'm like, what are other revenue streams? And this is something, you know, if you work with me one-on-one or you're in my mastermind, we'll talk about this at some point if it's, if it's right for you. What are some other revenue streams you can bring in that are passive or affiliate, things like that? And for me, you know, the obvious choice is having sponsors for the podcast. Because frankly, like I have more than the about four times more than the average listen of a podcast. I have a really good audience. You guys listen, you engage, you're amazing. But I've committed to never having outside sponsors. One, because 
it's not, you know, I, I don't always know the people that come at me for sponsorships. And I don't necessarily want to have you on here and having to take breaks of like when we're talking about Audible or, you know, something like that. And oftentimes you'll notice that when I interview people, it's not just about their product. It's about who they are as a person, what their transformation has been. You know, for me, it's really about connecting you with other people. And when the product or the course or the thing is right, then yeah, okay, well, we're going to talk about it, obviously. But here's the thing I will never stop doing because I continue to feel called to do it is I will never stop telling you about what's going on that you can take or buy or attend with my business. Why is that? Well, you need support. Whether you see it, whether you think it, whether it's right now or in a year, you need support in your business. And when I don't offer it up, I see things happen that I feel bad because I'm like, oh, I could have helped with that. Oh, we could have we could have fixed that sooner, you know. And I find so many people come to me too late and they say, I wish I found you sooner. I wish I took this course sooner. I wish I read your book sooner. So just stop saying those things. And if you're in a spot where you think I could use some support, don't question it. You do. I do too. I have my own coaches. I take my own courses. I rarely talk about it, but I'm in two courses right now and have a coach myself. Like this is how you actually grow a business. Sports teams don't win championships without coaches and without like multiple coaches, right? There's like the quarterback coach, there's the defensive coach, the offensive coach, the, the head coach, the special teams coach. I mean, like be serious guys. So I want to tell you that I have a couple things coming up. Number one is I just opened up spots for a workshop in New York City. It's called the Booster Boutique Workshop. It's a one-day intensive in New York, right in Midtown Manhattan, right near the Javits Center. We're doing it the day before Fame Coterie, like that show. We're doing it the day before that opens. So come to the city a day early and get really pumped, get really into like your business before you go buy for summer or fall at fame. Here's the thing. This workshop is different from the retreat. So what we're doing is we're taking in-person events with me and we're sort of breaking them out into two buckets. So we have the retreat. The retreat will always be really focused on mindset. Okay. You're going to get in-depth work that no one else in the boutique industry is talking about or doing that shifts you in the most incredible ways that that is like a huge part of my calling, okay? So the retreats will always be multiple days, really in-depth work, lots of mindset work. So good. Then Booster Boutique Workshops. So you may have come to my Booster Boutique Workshop in Dallas two years ago. We're kind of like revamping that. That was a one-day event. So we're going to do one-day Booster Boutique Workshops that will be business-focused, entirely business strategy. We will end up talking about mindset because that's 90% of business anyway. But these are places where you can come. I want to put your business on a big screen. I want to look at your social media. I want to look at your product assortment, your pricing, your margins. Like I want to get in the business weeds with you and a pretty small group of people. The one that we're holding in New York on June 8th, 2019, we only have room for 30 people. That will sell out. No doubt. Um, I have so many people on the East Coast who've been asking for an event. 
this is what I have <laughs> one day with me. It's 10 to 6 p.m. on a Saturday. I wanted it to be on a Saturday so you have help with kids or you can have help with your store and you sit your butt in a seat and we work on your business. Here's the deal. I know that part of transformation is getting out of your comfort zone. It's leaving your hometown. And so this is why I will continue to do more events. We'll probably do about three to four events a year, small and big. Um, and because this is what is going to transform you. And in these events, it, it will never be about me talking at you ever. Okay. I will be always challenging you. I will always be guiding you, but I will never, ever, well, I shouldn't make that guarantee, but my goal is not to like, <laughs> my goal is not to have you leave feeling like I could, should, would, oh my God, I missed that. I'm not in that group of friends. Oh my God. Like, I, I, no, I want you to leave and feel the, the lasting effects for weeks and months after you leave my events, that you feel so amped, so excited, you know the exact steps for what you need to do that are going to make your business, make your life better. We're already hearing back from retreat goers from our Austin retreat that like even a week and a half later, they're just like, they feel like a different person. That makes me so happy. So Again, I don't know why I feel like I keep needing to update you on the business, but I do because it's a very quickly moving entity at this point. And the podcast seems to be a lot of the ways that you guys interact with me. Um, so I want to make sure that you know what's going on. And I want to give you the best chance to get your butt in those seats because honestly, um, I know that I'm the only one doing the work that I'm doing and that I know that the results that I create are extremely powerful. And so I want you to have that opportunity to experience that. So you can find more information in the show notes below, or you can look on social media and look for BYBNYC. That's what we're calling it. Booster Boutique New York City. Um, that is going to be June 8th, 2019 in Midtown Manhattan. I want you to be there. We only have 30 spots. We just announced it today as I'm recording this and we've already sold a bunch of seats. So do not hesitate. We have great payment plans. It's the lowest price it's going to be right now when you hear this. So uh, don't hesitate. It's going to be awesome. All right. So let's get into what do you do when three things. First thing, what do you do when startup boutiques ask you for help? Okay, this is going to happen, especially if you're like a little bit farther down the line, especially if you're in a place where you you know, you have a lot of followers or you look like you're, you're successful. What often happens is boutique owners feel like, oh my gosh, I need to start a Facebook group or I need to start, a, do a blog post or I need to do something to help teach other people. And what I want to do is give you permission that you don't need to help anyone. Okay. What that actually is going to do is it's going to take the focus off you and your boutique. I see so many people try to do it and they fail to do it. People ask me, Emily, do you sell the boutique? Nope. I don't know how I would do both. <laughs> I don't have enough time in the day. There may be a time where we sell products, but my team will do it. I will be the person who picks the stuff and I will do nothing after that, honestly. So the deal is, is that if startup boutiques ask you for help, refer them to me, okay? That's what I'm here for. That's why I started this entire business because I would get five or six emails a week 
in the height of my business about people who were like, how are you doing this? How are you successful? And I was like, I don't have time to teach you. <laughs> I just like, I'm running my store and I'm sure you feel that way too, right? So refer them to me. If you've been in one of my courses and you're getting a lot of people who are asking you what's up, email us, please. We will set you up with an affiliate link so that you can send them and make money from if they end up taking a course with me, okay? We, we have that fully automated now, fully set up. So just email us at hello at stylishandsuccessful.com. Put in the email title affiliate, and we have a manager who, who works on that now. We have that fully set up. So we would love for you to be able to pass me on and make some money off of it because your voice is important and, you know, we appreciate you and we appreciate you referring to me. Here's the other thing you can do. Congratulate them. Say congrats. Like congratulations on your journey or congratulations on where you're at. You are. And also, I'm really busy running my boutique. I'm sorry, I don't have time for coffee. I'm sorry, I don't have time for a call. I have a family after I finish work, right? So it's okay to acknowledge, say congrats. Thanks so much for reaching out. I apologize, I'm really busy. I wanna refer you to this podcast I listen to called Booster Boutique. This woman knows so much stuff. She's taught me a lot. And she has a whole business around teaching this. Done. Okay. Don't worry about it. Like you don't need to go and start another business helping people. If you want to come to me, you could be perhaps one of my certified coaches. If that, you know, is something that you're interested in. We're starting to build that as well. But honestly, like I find so many women think they can do both. And I got to tell you, like, it's not going to work out well really until you have your business completely automated and it's run by your team and you, you know, if you said to me, you know, Emily, I could take a whole month off tomorrow. If you're there, great. Maybe you could start another, another business, but let's be real. Like you already have a lot on your plate. So just refer people to me. Okay. If startup people ask for help, we have a full, we have free things. We have our book. We can set you up with affiliate links for all of it. Okay. So just come email us we're going to hook you up. Okay. Now, what do you do when a friend or family wants to either invest in your business or they want to work with you? This is a tough one. Uh, for me, I, I have people that, uh, are in my family that have worked for me and it's definitely something that you want to think about. You know, you have to weigh the pros and cons of this, especially if, they want to invest. I think when there's money involved, it actually is a little bit like weightier because if they want to give you their money, that means they might want to have a say in how you run your business, which I don't know about you, but I'm a pretty strong independent woman. And I don't know. I just, I want to have final say at the end of the day. You know, for me, I'm always 51% to someone else's 49 or I'm 70% or whatever. And if you do decide that this works for you, like with the investment, so let's talk about that first. So if, if you do think, you know what, I need the money, which I would challenge that. <laughs> I would say start smaller, grow into it, have it be your own anyway. But if you do feel like you want an investor and it's a family member, write out an agreement. Make sure it's 
you understand what the investment is. Is it an investment for the long term or is it a debt investment? So they're actually just giving you money and you're going to pay that back over time. To me, that's the preferred thing because you know what? I need money to start, but I actually don't want you to own any part of my company. I'm fiercely protective. And if you ever have watched Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, she actually still owns 100% of her billion dollar company. She's the first, one of the first women billionaires in the United States. She still owns 100% of Spanx. Like, OMG, isn't that amazing, right? So for me, that's the preferred situation is, yes, go ahead, take that money, but do a loan repayment calculation where you can pay them back over four to five years. You have time to pay them back. Your, your payment is very small. It's manageable for your cash flow. And then they don't own any part of the business, but you get the benefit of having a debt. It would be called a debt investor. So they're investing and they're going to give you uh, you're going to pay it back. An equity investor would be someone who owns a piece of your business. That to me is not necessarily the preferred situation. Okay. So if people do want to step in and help, you've got to weigh the pros and cons and you've got to figure out, is it going to be an equity investment or a debt investment? And then what does that mean for the long run? If they own part of your business, does that mean they have a say when you pick a new location? Do they have a say when you uh, take on another investor? You know, Do they have a say in the assortment or the pricing or how you're marketing? Like, What does that look like? Because here's the thing, especially with family, if they do want to be an equity investor, do you really want to sit around the dinner table and talk about that kind of stuff? Or do you want that to potentially affect your relationship with them down the line? Again, it's just like, it's such a tough topic. And I, I think you really have to think long and hard about having a friend or family member invest with you. To me, the preferred is the debt investment where you pay it back and you say, thank you so much. I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to give you a great interest rate. You know, if you do this debt investment and you're paying them back, you do want to look up what the current interest rates are for these kind of loans and give them a better rate. Say, listen, you know what? I'm going to actually give you a better return on your investment than you would get if you went you know, you even like did a CD or, you know, invested in the very best performing stock or something like that or an index fund. I'm going to give you a better return on investment. So you're actually going to make money off this loan. And it's the best of both worlds because I get the investment and then you actually get to make money off of me. Right. Pretty cool. Sorry, I'm getting way into like <laughs> financial loans and things like that. But I think it's important for you to consider this because I know so many women that have come to me saying, hey, my aunt wants to invest or my mother-in-law wants to invest and work with me. So let's switch on to like working with you. Okay, what if someone wants to work with you that's in your family? Again, here's the situation is do they understand your vision? You know, what do they want their role to be? Do you really need them? You know? For me, um, what if and when I've ever had family or friends work with me, it's always generally a short-term situation or it's a very defined situation. You know, they're always kind of an employee. They have to share the vision. They have to have the work ethic that I have. And honestly, for me, it's really important that they understand that they're a crucial part of how I grow, right? If they want to grow with me. You know, I've hired friends and family to do short-term projects because they're in between jobs or, you know, they're struggling a little bit and they need a little extra cash. I'll be like, hey, you're really good at this. 
why don't you come and, you know, help me for a month and here's what I'll pay you. And I floated a few friends and family members between jobs and when they were struggling because I needed the help and they're qualified for the job. That's it, right? So it has to be a match for both of you. I also think it's important to have a test period. So I like to say to any friends or family, and listen, you could do this with any employee too. You could say, listen, we have a 30 or 60 or, I would say 30 or 60 is plenty of time to sort of understand how this person's gonna work with you. But I have a 30 or 60 day trial period. After that period, we'll assess if this is gonna work for the long term, okay? That gives you the out if it's not going to work out. And it gives them kind of the like, oh, I have to prove myself. I'm not just going to like, you know, get this job because of nepotism. I actually have to prove myself if I want this long-term job, okay? So putting those checks and balances in place when it's a friend or family, someone that you're connected with, I think is really important because, you know, the bottom line is you have to make sure that your mindset is always like rocking, right? We know that's so important. And I think that friends and family have the beautiful skill set and opportunity to kind of knock you off your mindset because they know your insecurities. They know your triggers generally pretty well because they've been around you for a long time, right? So using this test period is a great way to just sort of give yourself a check, give themselves time to prove themselves, and to give you guys both the out if it doesn't actually work because, you know, it could not really work. And that's okay too. Third thing, what to do when someone who's inspired by you opens a store just like yours down the street or next door. I've heard of that happening. Basically, someone copying you. And if you're on my newsletter list, you know this actually recently happened to me. And I'm going to tell you, honestly, like, it stung. And I was pissed. You know, I think you guys know that I'm generally an, a kind of intense person. <laughs> I take things kind of seriously. As much as I'm, like, funny and silly, I do take business very seriously. And I think that part of my intensity on the outside actually like protects how sensitive I am. <laughs> and like, I'm a very sensitive person and I am sure you are too in terms of like having people copy what you do or knock you off or whatever, be inspired by you, you know, and that whole thing like, oh, like, you know, copying is like the highest form of flattery. Like, you know what? No, like, I think that's BS. Like imitation is like the laziest way to go about doing something. Like if someone wants to be really lazy and just do what you do, that shows what kind of person they really are. They're not creative. They're not inventive. They lack confidence. I think it's like a really big like red flag for this person has something up with them emotionally. Okay. So here's the thing is like, I want to tell you first and first and foremost, I think it's okay to give yourself permission to be angry. Like, be angry. I was so angry. Like, so angry. And it's okay to have that feeling. It's not okay to get stuck in that feeling, okay? Any feeling that you truly are feeling deeply, you should move through as quickly as possible. I don't want you to be angry for, like, three months, okay? <laughs> like, it's okay to be angry. I think I was angry for probably, like, two days, 
And like on and off. I wasn't like actively angry. You know, I had my moments. And once I moved through it, I realized like, you know, I know that anger doesn't serve me and my mission. So like I have to feel the feeling, get annoyed, get mad, and then be done. Like let's move on. What's next, right? A really good way to actually physically deal with this, if you feel like it's stuck in your body, like the emotions, the feelings are stuck inside you, write out how you feel. Like write out a nasty letter to this person (laughs) and like write out like all the things you're upset about. And I've had so many clients do this where I'm like, just write out everything you're pissed about and get it out of your body and then burn it. Like go outside, take a match, burn it in your driveway, you know, have some water close by, no you know, burnt down neighborhoods, but like burn it and let it go and see the words burn away. They're burning out of your body and like be done with it. You can physically move through this as well. I didn't necessarily need to do that because I wasn't that upset, but I know there has been situations that I've been so annoyed about that I've done this and it feels so good and so freeing. So write it out, burn it. Okay. Now here's the deal. You have to end up on the other side, feeling better, staying fired up, realizing that like this person's copying you because you're onto something. <laughs> you're doing something great that they're jealous of, right? So stay fired up, stay in your zone, stay in your bubble, okay? And see like, is this actually like mirroring anything you're worried about? Like, have you been holding back? Have you been um, sort of not living up to your full potential? Be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? And if it is getting you distracted and it is sort of like triggering your insecurities, then you have to go with it. And you have to say like, what is causing this? Why am I so upset? Like, what does this mean for me? And how am I going to deal with it now? Here's the thing. I want to be really clear. So if this is something that feels small, like, oh, that person, you know, isn't really raining on your parade. They aren't really like close by to you or I don't know, like it is really different and it's maybe just like close or or truly inspired by, you know, there is a situation where people do blatantly copy you. Okay. Like I had a woman who tried to open up a truck like less than a hundred miles away from me. And it was going to be called something very similar to the fashion truck, like the fashion truck shop or I don't know. It was like something, I can't remember it now. And she actually emailed me about it. And I was like, really? Why would you tell me that? <laughs> like if it's a very blatant copy or if it's slander or they're like really taking away your business and it's destructive, Okay, I want to like be really clear because this is where my intensity in business comes out. Like if they really are hurting your business or saying nasty things about you, then we need to take legal action. Okay, you can send like a cease and desist letter if they are, you know, blatantly knocking you off using, you know, the same words, the same name, the same photos, things like that. Or if they are slandering you and your reputation, you absolutely can send like a cease and desist letter that's focused on slander. Now, you can work with a lawyer to do this. You can also find a template on Google. And listen, I don't want to like give you permission to be like sending out cease and desist letters all over the place. But I do think that there is something kind of formal about saying like, hey, 
I'm formally letting you know that I know you are out there either copying me or saying negative things about me or telling my customers that I'm, you know, selling dirty items or something, whatever that is, please go through a legal action in a polite and um, legal way. It's not okay to like go reality Real Housewives on these people and go yell at them and call, you know, like I, I think sometimes reality TV is just like gives people bad ideas about civility and like what's appropriate. What is appropriate in a business setting is to go through a legal take legal steps and take legal action against someone who actually is really hurting you, hurting your business, okay? That is totally allowed, and I have seen very specific examples within my tribe, within people I know, for myself, where I have sent cease and desist letters, okay? Totally okay. And actually, I think it does end up being like a wake-up call for the other person to be like, yo, I see what you're doing, and it's not cool. Like... (laughs) not okay. And go get your own ideas. Go get your own words. Stop saying bad stuff about me. Okay. So there is a level of like, we need to emotionally deal with it, spiritually deal with it. And then there's a level where it's like, no, we need to like legally deal with it. Okay. So just know the difference. And if, you know, if you have trouble figuring that out, absolutely like try to contact a lawyer. There's actually a group here in Austin, Texas that I want to tell you about. My lawyer friend recommended them. Okay, they're called the MAMA. So they're the Mother Attorney Mentoring Association. And they do do some pro bono work or some lower price work. So if you do need some help with a lawyer, like feel free to reach out to the Mother Attorney Mentoring Association. I'll put the link in the bio below. But my office neighbor who is a lawyer, went to law school. Um, she said really great things about them. So I want you to not worry about like, oh my God, it's going to cost money to like get a lawyer involved. Like it could cost like $75 to just do a quick cease and desist letter, have them send it, have them deal with it. Um, that's totally fine. Okay. Like it's a cost of doing business. It's an expense. Just do it. Hopefully this episode has given you some ideas, some thoughts on like what to do when certain situations come your way that maybe you weren't expecting when you started to run a business, you weren't expecting, you know, in your life. And if you need more help, feel free to submit questions either in the Fashion Truck Tribe, my private Facebook group, or you can always email us at hello at stylishandsuccessful.com. We love hearing your feedback. We love hearing ideas for new podcast episodes or questions you have. Um, always in podcast episodes, we will cover things that aren't necessarily covered in one of my courses, but will be helpful. So here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.